0: I mean, I think this uh, uploading, this video, this review is probably way more marketing than this film would ever have gotten.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to Netflix Roulette, the show where I, Kate Hughesby, and a guest randomly select a piece of Netflix content, review it, criticize it, roast it, let you know if you should watch it or not. And today I am joined by writer, comedian, and entertainment developer, Riley Chapman, um, who I know from USC. Uh, Riley, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people.
0: Hi, was uh, Kate Stead. My name is Riley Chapman, recent SCA graduate, future unemployment recipient. Um, as you said, I have a strong background in entertainment development. I've been doing that for a few years. Also have a background in talent management and casting and about two to three years of production experience.
1: So as a development um, person, how many scripts do you read in a day?
0: Uh, I probably average one to two a day. Uh, I try to do at least 10 a week, but it kind of varies depending on what's going on. But pandemic has definitely increased those numbers.
1: Oh, so you're actually reading more now that you're stuck at home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. With everything that's slowed down at the companies that I do uh, development for, I've kind of taken it upon myself to download all the scripts that I can find. So I downloaded every Oscar winning script from the most recent back to like 1990. And I've been slowly working my way through them.
1: Uh, one to two
0: a day just to get a feel of like, what makes a good script, what stands out.
1: So I feel like today, based whatever we get, I feel like you're going to have a lot of gr- like great feedback um, about like the script and stuff. That'll be fun. So what are you reading? What are you reading today? Like what's, what script are you on right now?
0: Uh, well today I actually got a script from my company to do coverage on, but once I finish with that, I think I'm reading, I want to say I was going to read Silence of the Lambs today. Okay. Or Fargo, Silence or
1: Fargo. I love Fargo. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, and how's quarantine going for you? Is uh, everything okay? I see that you're, like, in an abandoned movie theater.
0: <laughs> yeah, doing my social distancing. If no one's coming to the movie theaters, you can't catch anything. So, and there's six space all over. Don't um, tell management.
1: So, I guess, um, before we select our random thing, I just want to know what kind of things you usually watch, like – on Netflix, outside of Netflix, what kind of, like, what's your favorite genre and what's what's your taste in cinema? Uh,
0: so my big three are comedy, horror, and gangster films. Outside of that, I usually like to go for, like, a period drama or a war, war drama. Not No musicals, though. I never. No. I will never do a musical. <laughs>
1: um, but I think I saw a La La Land poster in your room the other day. Um, but, okay, um, we can... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ryan Gosling is an American treasure. He's like acting's Derek Cheater.
1: <laughs> um anything um that you've been watching specifically on Netflix over the quarantine that you would recommend or not recommend? I,
0: I binged watched uh Ozark actually in like three days, which is like thirty mm. hours of content. Which is, Jesus. is crazy. But other than that, honestly, I've really gotten out of Netflix. I've gotten more into Hulu with, uh, like, Atlanta and Killing Eve and, uh, like, Disney Plus. I watch the Empire of Dreams documentary. And
1: Yeah, Hulu has some – I've been watching Dave on Hulu. And that too. Devs on Hulu.
0: Uh, what's Devs about? Can you give me a rundown?
1: Okay, so you know, like, the simulation theory about, like, how we live in a simulation? Okay. So – it's like kind of about that but it's mostly about um this one girl trying to figure out why her boyfriend disappeared and he they both work for like this big coding company like this sort of like google on steroids sort of thing and it's just great because like nick offerman um from parks and rec who's like usually like you know he's a very serious character so it's like Fun to see him like play that. um Yeah, I would highly recommend that show. Heard
0: about the new Amazon show about like a digital life. About what? It's about like your afterlife is like digitized essentially.
1: Oh yeah, I um, did see that. Did you watch it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How was it? Oh no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have not watched it. I saw a trailer for it, and I will not watch that. I think that looks stupid.
1: It's crazy how I've many things are still original. coming out. Like, it's weird that...
0: Like, now's the time to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, Trolls World Tour made $100 million <laughs> off video on-demand streaming. Oh how is it even God. possible?
1: Um, there's just a lot of kids being homeschooled and a lot of parents trying to distract themselves.
0: That means at least 5 million homes at 20 bucks a rental paid to see that five million homes
1: (laughs) and you have to take into account the shared profiles too so who knows the real numbers
0: that's like every person in cincinnati buying that movie 16.6 times
1: damn that's spreading faster than the coronavirus
0: oh it's the trolls (laughs)
1: world um i going back to Ozark I tried to get into Ozark but I don't know like it didn't really hook me at the end of it like I got like three episodes in and it like still wasn't hooking me at the end of the episode so I was like uh, I'm just gonna move on but I started Hollywood last night have you seen the trailer or I heard of Hollywood on Netflix it's it's like a period piece about um like basically this prostitution ring in Hollywood and like casting and studio networks it's really interesting
0: so what I've heard about it is that it's like the first flop that Ryan Murphy has had post American Horror Story
1: <laughs> really yeah, oh no it's
0: like awful but I haven't got the chance to watch it myself
1: you know I just watched like one episode last night and I was like oh this is fascinating and like kind of just like something new but um you know i i really like anything that has to do with like about hollywood um just because it's like interesting to me but I um i was watching it and it's like about a bunch of male prostitutes and i was like oh my god ryan murphy would love this and then my brother's like this is ryan murphy's show and it's okay makes sense uh should love it um all right, that being said, let's just jump into it. Um, so, do you know how the game works, or do you need me to explain it to you? Um,
0: I think I know how it works. I give you four to or five random numbers.
1: Yeah, three or four random numbers, and we just keep going until we land on a genre code. Um, last time we got... Um, what did we get last time? Oh, yeah, we got controversial crime documentaries so i'm hoping today for something a little light because it's morning right now when we're filming and i need something to like wake me up and start the day on a good note um have you seen this though middle ditch and schwartz i like these two guys but i don't know how this would work out
0: i think it's an interesting idea
1: yeah for sure
0: Did you see that Nicolas Cage was just cast to play Tiger King? I
1: did. I'm excited for that. You know what's crazy? Like, dude, who would have thought that of all things to resurrect Nicolas Cage's career would be Tiger King, like some messed out cat owner. It makes, it just, everything makes sense about that. Um, I'm excited to see that for sure. All right. Okay, here we go. Random numbers. Random Random numbers. numbers. Just keep them going, um, and let me know if they like mean anything or like have any significance.
0: Uh, let's take a uh, try. One, two, five, nine.
1: Sorry, can you say that again? It kind of broke up. Uh, twelve
0: fifty-nine. Twelve
1: fifty-nine. Nothing for twelve fifty-nine. Sorry. Uh. Eighty six forty six. Eighty six forty six. Slasher and serial killer movies. <laughs> Perfect. That's not light. Not light. <laughs> um you know what? At least it's light out. So um I won't be as terrified as I usually am of these movies. Um so from here we're gonna see how many rows there are. So there's two rows, and I'm going to ask Siri to pick a number between one and two. Hey, Siri, pick a number between one and two. That would be two. Okay, so we're going into row two, and in row two, which is trending now. So if it's trending, hopefully that means that they'll be good, but these look like a lot of unfamiliar titles, so I'm not hopeful. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's nine titles in the Trending Now row. Pick a number between one and nine. It's five. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so we'll be watching Girls with Balls.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should do this again.
1: (laughs) This is it. This is what we have to watch. This is, des- this is the destiny.
0: Hey, what is this?
1: So, girls with balls. <laughs> uh, stranded in the woods and eyeballed by twisted hunters, members of a women's volleyball team bump bump it up in the most dangerous game of their lives. I am not hopeful, honestly.
0: This looks horrible. <laughs> this this is trash
1: <laughs> it's French, it's French, it's dark comedy, it's violent it's ir- it even says it's irrelevant irreverent oh yeah, Brent. um you know what?
0: Have we ever rolled the dice twice, you know, let's try something new,
1: <sighs> Riley, I am really close to giving in, but I feel like this is what we have to do.
0: Okay. It could not be, like, Train to Busan, or, like, <laughs> Raw, or The Girl with the Gifts, all great slasher, like, zombie film.
1: It's Girls with Balls, and that's... that's that. So... It's girls with Balls. People... We will be back in a minute, and we are suffering for you, probably. Here we go. But you don't have to. This is Girls with Balls. Let's
0: go. Go. them <gasps> yeah! Time to get out of here. Let's go. Thank you. I can't figure out where we are on the map, and there's no sign. It's weird. We should have hit the highway an hour ago, at least.
1: Oh, we're f <laughs> your balls goodbye okay so we just watched girls with balls thoughts
0: (laughs) it's not the worst movie i've ever seen (laughs) but i will never watch it again
1: that was confusing as hell
0: I, i i don't know what to say about that
1: me neither um So basically what happened was a girl it's like Pitch Perfect meets Mad Max meets the cabin in the woods.
0: I would say it's like bring it on meets Tucker and Dale versus Evil.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um my favorite character was like this mean so it's like a group of volley, it's a team going on a, a team trip to another uh, volleyball competition and they basically get sidetracked and their coach is totally stupid and um they literally just uh stumble in the woods and um you know they end up at this like Mad Max cult. I don't how would you explain like the evil like what would you say they were like the antagonist?
0: I would say it was definitely some sort of Devil worshipping cult. I'm not sure what the symbols were, but I know I've seen them before. Some sort of demon worshipping cult. It looks like they were trying to make sacrifices, right? And they kind of got tangled up in it. And um, I would have passed on this screenplay.
1: Yeah, I feel like um. I mean, look, I think the acting was fine. You know, I didn't really have like mm-hmm. a. It was over-the-top comedy, so whatever. The acting was whatever, but yeah, I think that the production was actually pretty decent, you know, like the actual, like, cinematography and, like, the production design, but the script was just, like, um, I feel like this was, like, the first draft of, like, some sort of Blumhouse, like, comedy.
0: Mm-hmm. I would agree. It's definitely like a campy horror film that just goes, explodes everything as far as it'll go. But I just couldn't find a way to get into this movie.
1: What'd you think about the crazy gore? Like the Quentin Tarantino-esque gore?
0: So I'm always a fan of that when it comes to like slasher films. I think it makes it like fun and kind of laughable. But um, it's, yeah. it's funny that I mentioned uh, Raw earlier when this movie came up. Like, I was hoping for something more along that line if we were to pick a slasher-type film. And the guy who wrote and directed this actually did special effects makeup for Raw, which is known for, like, being one of the films that people had to leave because they were throwing up. It was so, like, gory and
1: disgusting. Oh, my God. No way. I thought the gore was pretty crazy. Um. Like right it is a dark comedy like some of the like the timing i left at some of the timing of mm-hmm. like some of the deaths like a girl would be in the middle of like talking and like telling her deepest secrets and then just like out of nowhere just get like got um but i feel like a lot of the timing was like in the the comedy
0: yeah, I agree. His name is Olivier Alfonso. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right.
1: Okay, I cool, cool, cool. With
0: you, I, think. The, uh, I think overall, the comedic aspect is one of the strongest parts, which definitely plays into the dialogue a little bit, which to me was a lot better than I was expecting.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: they definitely play into audience expectations a lot, where when a character dies giving a, a big speech or whatever, you kind of know it's coming every single
1: time. Right. It doesn't like, it doesn't switch it up a whole lot. It's sort of.
0: Yeah. Very repetitive.
1: Yeah. And there was no really like one protagonist, would you say, right?
0: Yeah. There was no like one person that I wanted to like get behind. Like, this was the leader of the group. I love them. I don't feel like the screen time was evenly shared or distributed for the characters, especially for the coach. Right. Yeah.
1: Who came back at the end and was like the savior. He sort of just disappeared for the whole second act. Um. Yeah, and then, what were some? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was gonna say, like, even the antagonists, like, they don't really explain anything. There's no dialogue really from them, <laughs> Just grunting and growling.
1: It's really creepy. Really creepy. Um, I mean, it is a fucking nightmare scenario, though. Like, towards the end, there for like around the hour mark, it got actually kind of terrifying for like a minute. There were, gen- there were, t- I would say, there was like two genuinely like scary moments but like I don't know it didn't really do it for me what were some like highlights for you though like what if you had to give us like a few good things a good moments what would you say worked
0: uh I think one of my favorite moments is when they're running through the woods and they find their camper and she the one girl goes my phone's inside they go in and they're all like call the police and she calls her boyfriend and is, just calls him a piece of shit, and the phone dies, and then they get surrounded and captured by everybody. I love that part. Oh, my God. But um, I think definitely need to talk about the part where the coach rips a dog in half.
1: <laughs> that was insane. What I've was never seen like? something like that. And no He's reason. supposed to be a good guy. He literally picked up a dog. Like, okay, so... Just to give you guys some context, the coach of this girls volleyball team, he ran away from like this evil cult group and it cuts to him on like a random dirt road. Like we don't even know where he is. And then a dog appears and he literally proceeds to rip the dog in half. And the the, the practical effects are so good that it was like, I remember Riley said, I wrote down your quote here. That's the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. And, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: that, like, and it served no, no
1: purpose, that. right?
0: It, like, I think it's supposed to show him like going over the edge. Now he's like, all right, I'm going to fight back. But they could have done that in any other
1: way. <laughs> right. um, there was a... What I thought was interesting is like... Um, like we, right, we have to remember this is French cinema um and so it's like a different experience and like you know got to keep an open mind to that one thing I liked was the narrator that they had that was sort of like um mm. I don't know if, if you're familiar with like Midsummer Night's Dream like Puck the narrator he sort of sings and like tells the audience what's going on and they have a narrator in this who comes up like three times and I liked him the first two times he came up he was in the beginning and the middle but then mm. at the end I was like the story was so pointless that like I kind of feel let down by this narrator. Maybe he was the main character. I don't know.
0: Well, I would agree. I definitely liked his lead into the story in the first act, and then he leads the audience into the second act. But I would agree that he's not necessary, not like needed at the end of the movie. But if they don't have that bookend, it's kind of why would they have him at all? Right. But I would agree that he could definitely just not be in the film.
1: You know, it's weird to me the kidnap scene wasn't even scary, like as an audience member.
0: The scene where they actually get
1: kidnapped.
0: Yeah. Production-wise, I thought that the movie was, like, way too bright. And the fact that all this happens in, like, the middle of the day kind of takes away from from, uh, the horror elements of it and definitely makes it more of, like, a comedy campy film, which is definitely what it's trying to be. But, I don't know, it kind of took me out of it.
1: Yeah. It definitely has this, like, uh, fantasy, like, fairy tale, like, color grading sort of color mm-hmm. scheme bright colors it's like cat in the like hat a lot,
0: yeah a lot like the live action cinderella
1: <laughs> there you have With
0: it lily james
1: i thought the um speaking of the production i thought that the landscape this is something we both pointed out like the locations like the woods the forest like mm-hmm. the some of their locations were really nice um and looked beautiful um there was like this weird tell me what you think about this but I feel like there was this, like, weird undertone in this movie of, like, fetishizing, like, this one, like, the girls' volleyball team, right? Like, they were in their costumes the entire time. Like, when you're traveling on a bus, I don't think you're wearing your uniform. Um, And, like, there were, like, moments of, like, extreme sexuality and, like, fetishizing, like, their deaths and stuff. And it was, I don't know, what do you think about that? I thought that was, like, definitely kind of too... It wasn't, it didn't really fit for like the way they were trying to go for it. It felt like, yeah,
0: I definitely think it was a totally unnecessary element in movies. A scene that I wrote down that really stood out to me was um, when they're they stop, they get lost, and this, they're introduced to the cult and they don't know it's a cult yet. But one of the players who ends up kind of being like a second antagonist starts doing an almost exotic dance routine with like this, <laughs> these cloves of garlic which was, like, completely unnecessary, and it turns into, like, all these people, they kind of, like, start groping to girls, and they realize, like, oh, this is not a a safe situation. We need to leave and not leave into the rest of the story. Um, But it was, to me, it's a completely unnecessary element. It doesn't drive the story at all.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's weird because it's, like, it's, uh... Wasn't it, like, uh, supposed to be high schoolers, and they're played by, like, 30-year-olds? and It's just, like, a... And then, I don't know the coach had a kind of a weird vibe, um so there is like a lot of weird elements going on here that are questionable for sure um mm-hmm. what would you give it on Riley's tomatoes like out of a hundred percent
0: out of a hundred percent It's probably like a solid eleven percent
1: eleven percent, and mm-hmm.
0: that may be generous. It's just I give it an eleven percent for they had some good one liners. I'll give them that they had some funny um so quirky jokes in there like when the coach is going crazy and they're like he's in overtime i thought they had some good moments like that but other than that the only other saving graces are the
1: landscape i'd have to agree i um i couldn't see myself giving this higher than 18% but let's check the um official ratings here i'll share my screen Got the official ratings up here. Rotten Tomatoes giving it a 42%. IMDb giving it a 3.8 out of 10. And Google users 39% liked it. Um, So the ratings seem to be a little bit all over the place. Again, this is French cinema. Maybe there's a little bit of a movement going on over there right now. I'm not sure. Um, But like you said, the director... uh, Olivier Afonso, um, some of his other work, Raw, Lockout, nothing I really recognize. Um,
0: so I, I recognize a good amount of these movies, but this is the first movie that he has written and directed, it looks like. And that just kind of tells me that if you know people who know how to light a scene and work a camera, and you have a decent enough pitch. Anybody can make a movie. Seriously. because Personally, I would not have bought this to stream on Netflix.
1: No, I don't. Right. Like, it's, it makes me uh, wonder how things get on. Do you know anything about how movies get on Netflix or how they're selected?
0: Um, I don't. You, from what I know, it's usually it's a Netflix original, and they produce it from end to distribution. It's kind of their own thing. Right. Other than that, they usually purchase streaming rights in certain areas so being a french film i assume was probably produced entirely in france and then sold over here for uh probably menial profit
1: yeah probably not too much but again getting on netflix is probably so uh worth the i mean you know worth the pay cut i guess
0: i mean i think this uh uploading this video this review is probably way more marketing than this film would ever have gotten
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i'm on i know we were like oh man like what are we about to see but i'm glad that we saw something we never really ever would have seen or even sat through if it wasn't for this game so anything else you want to say about uh girls with balls um before we sign off
0: um this is not the film you want to go for when you're going for like a foreign horror film i'd say I would definitely say go with like the train de Busans, the Raws, the uh girl with the gifts, things like that. I don't think this really fills that great uh ho- foreign horror film
1: category. I agree. Yeah, um what I recommend this film, um do you hear that interference or is that just me? Do you hear that? No?
0: No, it might just be you. Be okay.
1: Making- um you know, what I recommend this movie, um I'm going to have to say no. I think that if this review interests you and you think you might get a laugh or a kick out of it, um, maybe watch it and roast it over Zoom with your friends. That could be fun. But no, I would not recommend this movie um, for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. I think that's all I have to say, honestly. It was uh, an experience
0: that i can't wait to never do again
1: yeah well thank you so much for coming on uh where can we find you on anything
0: oh god you can't i don't use social media
1: okay uh great any charities or any um anything you want to plug any youtube channels or um
0: i can give you my venmo
1: All right, guys, I'm your host, Kate Huseby. Thank you so much for joining me, Riley Chapman, once again. And uh, we will see you next time on Netflix Roulette. Peace.